Hello, everyone. This is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing, with the January 10th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. Today's broadcast will take a look at some of the largest construction projects that broke ground or hit the drawing boards over the past month, and we'll also take a look at the employment crunch of electrical contractors. As always, we'll review some of the key weekly economic indicators. We'll give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks. Initial unemployment claims at the state level. Rail freight car traffic. The Baker Hughes rig count. Oil prices and copper prices. Our thanks again for Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy Series of Podcasts for 2022. We're delighted to be working again with Champion. For the week ending January the 1st, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 207,000, an increase of 7,000 from the previous week's revised level. However, the unemployment rate through December did drop to 3.9%, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. There's been a lot of speculation in the financial press about what, why the differences between the unemployment rate drop and the initial claims. We may have to take a look at see what happens when the revised data comes out on the initial claims information. There were nine states that had decreases of at least 100 claims in unemployment for the week ending January the 1st. These states are Missouri with a drop of 1,158 claims, Tennessee with a drop of 660 claims, the District of Columbia with a drop of 364 claims, Oklahoma with a drop of 335 claims, Rhode Island with a drop of 293 claims, Arkansas with a drop of 202 claims, Florida with a drop of 198 claims, North Carolina with a drop of 188 claims, and Louisiana with a drop of 141 unemployment claims. The increase that we saw in total unemployment claims at the U.S. level definitely has percolated down to the state level data. Twelve states had increases in unemployment claims of at least 2,000. That's actually pretty high when you think of some of the numbers that we had seen over the past month or two. Leading states for unemployment claims for this week were New York with an increase of 8,922 claims, Pennsylvania with over 6,800 claims, Connecticut had an increase of 5,992 claims, State of Washington 4,578 claims, Michigan 4,559 claims, Massachusetts up 3,639 claims, Wisconsin up 3,584 claims, New Jersey was up 2,972 claims, Georgia had an increase of over 2,700 claims, South Carolina was up over 2,400 claims, Oregon was up 2,273 claims, and the state of California up 2,083 claims. A good leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data every week. On a weekly basis, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 395,371 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 6.3% compared with the same week last year. The lower volume compared to previous weeks is due in part to the holiday season. On an annual basis, total combined U.S. traffic for 2021 was 26,152,716 carloads and intermodal units, an increase of 5.7% compared to last year. John T. Gray, the Senior Vice President for the American Association of Railroads, said, For most categories, rail traffic in 2021 was substantially higher than in 2020. 
On the carload side, chemicals set a new annual record, and grain had its best year since 2008. Coal carloads were up substantially because of sharply higher natural gas prices, while carloads of motor vehicles suffered as microchip shortages forced automakers to cut output. For intermodal units, a record-setting first half gave way to a lower second half as supply chain challenges persisted. Still, 2021 was the second-best U.S. intermodal year ever, behind only 2018. Petroleum and petroleum products had a decline of 4.5%. Motor vehicles and parts was the only other category with a year-over-year decline. It was pretty slight at half a percent. Metallic orders and metal had a 22.5% increase, and coal was up 10.9%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes recount, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. I always like to include this slide in our presentation because it gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It gives you a good sense of just how many of these large oil players are in Texas, Oklahoma, and how big the area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The nation's total rig count is up 63% through the first week of January. That's an increase of 228 rigs. The Permian Basin, the nation's largest, added about half of these rigs with a 113 rig increase. Some of the other large basins that experienced some increases included the Eagle Ford play in Texas with up 18 rigs. Williston in North Dakota is up 16 rigs. The County of Whitford play in bordering on Oklahoma is up 16 rigs. The price for the benchmark West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil is up above its 50-day moving average, and it's back towards $80 per barrel on Monday, January 10th. The latest data we had as we were recording this podcast showed this benchmark at $79 per barrel, which is up pretty high when you can look at where it's been over the past year. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Spot copper prices on Monday, January were about $4.34 per pound, not far off their 50-day moving average of $4.29. They have not been below $4 per pound since early April. I thought it'd be interesting as a point of comparison to look at the crazy pricing swings in the lumber market. If you think it's been wild in the electrical business, because I don't have to track the pricing in the lumber market, let's take a look at what's been going on there. Lumber prices in the CME random links future contract over the past year have been up well over 70%. As you can see in the chart, they haven't experienced volatility like this over the past 20 years. When prices go up, it obviously has a dramatic impact on the price of new homes for home buyers as well as people trying to do some work on their houses in the renovation market as well. I thought it'd be a good time to look at some key indicators in the construction market, the Dodge Momentum Index, and the number of new projects that are breaking ground or hitting the drawing board stage. The Dodge Momentum Index, published monthly by the Dodge Construction Analytics firm, showed a slowdown in December, showed down 2.5%, showed commercial building down 3.5% and institutional building down about half a percent. It also had some information on some new projects breaking ground. Let's take a look at that now. 
According to the Dodge construction data, the largest project breaking ground over the past several months was the $2.6 billion Terminal 1 replacement at San Diego International Airport. When you consider that the electrical piece of that is a more or less about 10% rule of thumb, you can see that that's a pretty healthy chunk of the business. And you're looking at about $260 million worth of electrical work going on there. Another large project was the offshore wind farm being built off the coast of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts with a $1.6 billion project that just broke ground back in November. There was also a very large project breaking ground hospital project in California. I was assuming that was a plant in the planning stage, about a billion dollar project, the second and third phase of the California North State University Medical Center. We've definitely been seeing a lot of Amazon distribution centers being built over the past couple of years. Definitely no change in there. We've seen the $200 million project that's on the drawing boards in Daytona Beach, Florida with Amazon. Uh, there's been some uh, other companies also building some large warehouses. The Prologis is a large uh, publicly owned company building a $158 million warehouse in Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, there's a company by the name of Siegfried Industrial Properties in Mesa, Arizona, building a $240 million warehouse in there. Um, Facebook is building a data center in, that is, will be building one in Las Lunas, New Mexico, but it's about a $400 million job. Uh, there's also another big job in the, uh, in the warehouse area that might be of interest in uh, Lineman, South Carolina. Walmart's building a $450 million distribution center. It's just hitting the planning stages right now. I also want to share some research I've been doing on the labor shortage in the construction industry. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, there are currently 345,000 job openings in the total construction market. That's a huge number that has only started to go down a little bit in the past few months. Let's take a look at some of the data on job openings specific to electrical contractors. When you consider that electrical contractors account for an estimated 13% of all construction jobs, and that's according to electrical wholesaling estimates, that means that job openings in the electrical market alone are probably in the 40,000 to 50,000 job range. That's huge. A very tangible indicator for the number of jobs that are open electrical contractors are the job postings on LinkedIn. I did a quick analysis of some of the data that's up there right now, and as you can see in the slide here, there's 1,500 job openings at only 10 con electrical contracting firms. MC Dean had the most job openings posted on LinkedIn with 531. Quanta Services had 229 job openings. Faith Technologies had 226 openings. MWR Group had 131 job openings. Cupertino Electric, 101 job openings. Some other contractors in the top 50 listing that ECNM publishes every year also had some very pretty good sizable numbers of job openings there. Helix Electric, Berg Electric, MCOR, Alters Electric, EJ Electric, all had pretty major listings of electrical contracting jobs open right now. That wraps up things for today's podcast. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series again in 2022. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, January the 24th. Until then, stay healthy, be happy, look forward to talking with you in two weeks. Take care.